Welcome to the First Mentor Podcast. Here, you will hear us talk about a variety of topics for the entire family that will hopefully spark a discussion, create a new curiosity, or simply teach you something new. The goal is to inspire you to learn life skills and soft skills not taught in school and prepare you to live an extraordinary life. Come on and spend some time with us on your commute to school or anytime you're free. Hello, mentees and family of mentees. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the First Mentor Podcast. And this is your host and mentor, Vanessa Yang. Now, in episode 84, which is part one of my conversation with Jessica Mead, entrepreneur, educator, mom, and CEO of Brandlink, she shared her experience and perspective about homeschooling her children while traveling the world with them. Doesn't that sound fun? Anyways, in this episode today, we are continuing our conversation and clear up some of the myths or misconceptions people have about alternative education and cover some of the resources Jessica shares with us. I was actually particularly intrigued with what Jessica had to share about the higher education level because I know college isn't for everyone. And if you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe, add us to your favorite list, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Please also consider taking your support to the next level by buying us a boba tea through visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash first mentor street. Now, without further delay, here's our interview with Jessica. And I wanted to talk next about some of the myths that people have about homeschooling, right? Because the questions I hear sometimes is like, oh, well, if my kids are not attending traditional schools, and then here's the complaints or the question. One of them that I heard before is like, will they have like a disadvantage when applying for college? And you mentioned earlier, your daughter is about to go to college. Have you seen any disadvantages? I actually think after our discussion, it's the opposite (laughs) case. It it definitely is the opposite case. Colleges and universities are really seeking out homeschool kids because they typically outperform non-homeschooling kids when you look at test scores, volunteer work, uh, community work, Mm. academics in general. They have a higher rate of entry into college. It's really one of those things where it's easy to just say that and dismiss it. A lot of times in life, which I'm sure you know, it's easier to just find an excuse and dismiss something without actually looking into it. But homeschool kids are really targeted. If you talk to professors or counselors, that they'll tell you homeschool graduates, they're not afraid to ask for assistance either Mm -hmm. because they've been homeschooled. They're always willing to raise their hand. They have tenacity. They're resilient. They're persistent, in my opinion. And and I I have talked to a lot of professors, so I I have a lot of educators (laughs) in my life and even librarians. And they'll tell you homeschool curriculums usually have a lot of out of the house um, experience, such as Mm -hmm. ours, like travel. Even if you don't get to go to other countries, there's a lot of movement that you can create by doing things outside of your home. There's a lot of volunteer work, local service, even athletics. Even if your child homeschools, you still have access to all of the athletic and fine art programs inside your school district. You can have them do that. 
homeschoolers, and this is another big one, I would say arguably are more socialized than traditionally schooled kids because of all of the other resources. And, you know, we can talk about that further, but. Yes. And actually let's talk about that really quick with friends, right? Because that's the other one I've heard before. It's like, oh, if my kid homeschools, then they're not going to have friends or make any, you know, or practice their social skills. But again, based on what I just heard from you share before, I also believe that it's the opposite case. Yeah. It's really funny because there's this stigma that homeschoolers are going to be socially awkward. Mm -hmm. But, and the truth is they really have this upper hand in life, especially when they reach adulthood. The same can be said for kids who are, are an only child because they say, oh, they didn't have a sibling to grow up with, but it's actually quite the opposite. You know, they've trained themselves to be self-motivated, self-starters. They engage with people at every opportunity to gain knowledge and to seek connection. So you think about it like that way, you know, that they're always seeking that out from a young age or depending on when you start homeschooling them, they are looking for those connections with people. And they're often around adults and have tremendous vocabulary and social skills (laughs) and communication skills so early on. So I, you know, everybody says that, that whole, you know, Ooh, you know, um, socially awkward thing. And I'm like, gosh, if you were to ever meet my children, you'd be like, that's completely <laughs> wrong. One way to work on this, I always encourage families because they, they're scared. They're scared to pull them out and that they don't have this 30 kids in a classroom that, you know, in some parents' mind, all they do is sit and chit chat with kids all day and they're getting all these social skills. And I've been in classrooms, you know, we probably know that that's very far from the truth. Have them make a list of questions or topics and call relatives. This not only strengthens their communication skills, but also their relationship building skills. Mm-hmm. So if you're worried in any way, have them start doing that. Think about this. Where do humans connect the most? right? It's areas of interest. Yes. You know, the conversations that you have that have been most natural to you, it's likely going to be something of interest to you and probably a common interest with the other person. It's the same for kids and how they develop social skills. They come from interest-based activities like sports, dance, church, scouts, science programs at the museum, playing at the park, all the areas that I kind of talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. It also comes down to like how they're homeschooled. You and I talked about the co-op classes. There's a lot of Waldorf or Sudbury style that are homeschooled and they're in groups. There's just so many options Yeah, that and it really is a disservice to say, I'm not going to do this because you're going to have social problems or you're not going to be able to communicate. And the truth is, it's just quite the opposite. Yeah. And what you just said earlier kind of reminded me of in school, there's a lot of cases of bullies or people your kid doesn't get along with. But when they're at home, they almost can choose their friends only to spend time with those they get along with, right? And I've heard before talking to some parents as they are homeschooling their kids, they put them into gymnastic class or put them into sports or music or what have you. Those are the friends they like, and that's how they develop their social skills, or they bring them to the playground. Well, guess what? They're going to make friends there also. Sure. Well, this has been argued with me a couple ways, and I don't want to say argued, but you know, those difficult conversations where somebody has extreme bias in one way, and they just want to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. And you have to just be firm in your belief and your understanding and keep at it. And you may walk away and have no common ground. But one of those things is just that your kid is not going to have the right kind of 
skills, that they're not going to get any of the uh, controversy. They're like, well, if they're in school, then they're going to have to learn how to get along with kids that they don't like and that, that they do like. They're going to have to learn that bullying is normal. And that's my favorite because I'm like, bullying is not normal. We should normalize bullying. But, you know, I get it. You, kids need to learn how to maneuver people that um, maybe you don't agree with. But again, you're going to get that at the science program at the museum. It's not every kid there doesn't have the same interest as you. So you're, you are getting that you're getting that on the playground, you're going to get that in dance class or gymnastics. One of the classes that yeah, I do for my kids is improv. I think improv mm, yes, is my kids, my kids did that too. I love it. It's an excellent tool, not only for kids, but for adults. Yes. Not every kid in there is going to be like-minded with your child. They're going to learn how to get along with kids that may have different opinions or different attitudes or different behavior traits. So to say that, you know, you're doing them a disservice by only putting them in things that of their interest, I don't buy that because even if it's of their interest and they're like-minded kids, there's still going to be things about that other child where they're going to have to figure out how to navigate those conversations or, you know, if they, there is an issue or anything that comes up. So they're still getting that. <laughs> it's interesting because yeah. some people will argue everything into the ground about it. And <laughs> I have so patience true. for days, so I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, something I was a bit curious about, again, go, circling back to your daughter, is alternative education actually only for kids who are younger or does that exist at the college level as well? Of course, there is. So that is definitely something to think about because there's an increasing number of amazing alternatives to college degree. Mm, there's, okay. like we talked about earlier, there's internships, a lot of companies, even I know media companies that are doing internships for kids that just had passion or interest in it and want to do on the job training. That's a big one. But there's there's so many really good options. Many of the large universities are making their courses open ed. So what this means that if you are self-motivated, you can drop in for these different college courses for free and you can get training and you don't have to actually attend this college. There are a lot of career paths and you know, we kind of touched on this earlier that do require a college degree, but there are also a lot that don't. If you want to just take specific courses, you can do that as well. And there are a lot of courses that you can buy. Um, there's this forensic financial literacy thing that my daughter did, and it's a college course. It's just something mm. you buy. There are many options for kids outside of just going to college that have been homeschooled, even for kids that have gone to traditional school their whole life. You know, these, these options are the same for them as well. Just knowing that there are other things that they can do is also vital for them. You know, I've always mm -hmm. said to my kids, the money is there. If you want to go to college, we have the money set aside for you. But it's also there if you want to start a business. Oh. And it's also there yeah. if you want to take time off and travel and then come back. I love and that. just allowing them to think outside of, you know, that pre-designated <laughs> timeline yeah. of go to school, graduate high school, go to college, get a career, start a family. 
it's important for them to understand that there are other versions of life. And so we've always had that open communication with our kids. Like we have that there for you. And yeah. because a lot of family is, you know, oh, I'll pay for college, but if you don't go to college, that's it. You're on your own. Exactly. No, I love well, that you give them <laughs> options. Definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Now for some of our listeners here who are really intrigued by everything that you shared, if they have never looked into it, are there any particular websites you would recommend for them to start researching and start getting a better idea about everything. If you even just typed homeschooling information or homeschooling group in, you know, California or homeschooling guidelines, you're going to find resources. Man, I know so many families that have Facebook pages where it's their community. They're like, let's say in Montgomery County in Texas and it's everybody on there and they do everything from picnics to trips to other states to all kinds of stuff. There truly are unlimited resources, but if you're looking for assistance with education, like an add-on, Brain Pop is a really good one. I would say there's Brain Pop Junior and then there's regular Brain Pop. There's a lot of them out there. I love some of your stories. I'm sure you have tons of stories to share, but if I had to ask you like to choose or to share your favorite stories about the adventures you had as a family traveling the world because you didn't follow the traditional system. Uh, one I shared earlier is probably one of the coolest. It's not a specific story, but it's one of the coolest things to witness is when you go to another country with your children. The other thing, too, is there's a lot of homeschooling in other countries. So it's not as weird to see kids out and about. You're going to see more children at the local playground or at the museum. It's neat to see kids feel comfortable communicating with other kids and other adults, even if they don't speak the same language. Yes. So for me, that's always one of the most amazing things to witness. We've had some very interesting stories along the way. We were in Portugal and we do visit a lot of the churches and catacombs and stuff like that because mm -hmm. a lot of other countries, religion is deep in their history. That's so right. understanding it, one of the things that we do for our kids that we have always done since Isabella was little, even when she went to a little private school, is give them an understanding of all types of religions all over the world. Yes. And getting to experience them in the country is super special um, because then you're really immersed in how they worship or what they do or what their heritage is with their stories. Um, it's truly fascinating. In some cultures, they have a lot of festivals. We were in this one in Portugal. And my son is lighting the candles for uh, the deceased members in our family. And he lit four, you know, and then you just mm -hmm. add your money to the box. And I said, Jackson, you know, can you tell me who these four are for? And he's like, well, there's Gigi, which is my grandma that passed away. There's Grandpa Fred, mm -hmm. which is uh, Matt's grandfather that passed away. There's his Oma, which is Matt's uh, biological mom. And then the fourth one was for Uncle Nubby's dead finger because my brother <laughs> cut his finger off. And oh. he, yeah, he did the whole blessing thing inside the church for, for his uncle's finger. But in his mind, it was okay. And the lady yeah. next to him that was doing it, she had been crying. She started laughing. She said, thank you for that. It changed yeah. my whole day around. That's but so it's cute. just, you know, there's just 
these little things, right? But he was just in the moment, engulfed in what everybody was doing, really into it and experiencing this thing there. And he just felt it and went with it. And the funny thing is, is I have it on videotape. So we'll never forget that. But (laughs) some of the coolest things for us have just been exploring and communicating with people in other countries. I would, Mm -hmm. I would have to say that's probably the highlight for me. We all have different countries that we love the most and reasons why. Yes. But yeah, (laughs) I would say for me, that's probably the best. Oh, that is so awesome. Now I know you and I on the same length about what we think the younger generation needs to learn to supplement their traditional education. So what I'm trying to do is also create some awareness, right, for our youth here to learn. And if there's one particular topic or area you think they each need to do more of or pay more attention to, to become really the best version of themselves and an outstanding citizen of the world, what would that be? I would say work on developing your entrepreneurial instincts. They're going to help you in all areas of your life. Regardless of what you decide to do with your life, they're going to help you. You know, um, I list them out in my book. It's the knowledge seeking instinct, the try it again, go out on a ledge, sell, learn how to sell. Yes. Um, selling your whole life is about selling. So embrace it now. Don't don't shy away from it. Yeah. About evolving, audacious dreaming. Uh, prove it to me. I'll fix it. And I would say with that if you start developing these instincts and really acknowledging self-awareness is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody likes to say they're self-aware, uh, but really understand what that means and make sure that you're not allowing bias in your life to where you are no longer self-aware. Mm-hmm. And then with that, I would say, be fearless with your intention mm-hmm. and understand that you have the capacity to learn any skill that you might need. We have unlimited resources in our day and age now. There is nothing that you can't gain knowledge on. So gain the knowledge and become fearless with your intention and stay curious. Stay curious about everything. You know, don't shy away from figuring anything out. And you're going to find that you're going to connect with people in ways that you never understood that you could. And you're going to build relationships that you may not know at the moment because <laughs> I, yeah. I always say I talk to everybody. If it's mm-hmm. the person at the checking me out, the person at Starbucks or, you know, I'm at a business dinner and it doesn't matter who. Yeah, I love striking up conversations because you never know what you're going to gain from that conversation. Yeah. And you're never going to know what connections it's going to make for you. So oh, I would say that that would be my advice. Yeah. Awesome advice. So second, everything you just said. (laughs) Amazing, (laughs) amazing. And if our listeners want to find information about, you know, you or your business or even everything that you do, right, or the resources you have shared, I'm sure, is there a particular website they can visit or a social media account they can follow? Oh, absolutely. They can always go to my website, which is jessicame.com. I have all sorts of tools on there. There's a link to my book. I am going to be adding added value up there. There's a learning style quiz on there. Mm. So if you're curious for you or your child, uh, an employee, you can take the quiz. I have a couple different versions. It's a version based on um, answering it for your child. And then there'll be resources on there about all of this via video modules and workbooks and things like that. Um, But I'm also... I'm also somewhat active on Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's underscore Jessica Mead underscore. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. If there's any working professionals listening to this that want to connect in that way, that would be the main things. You know, of course, I'm on Twitter and stuff like that, but I would say Instagram would probably be one of the. I'm always trying to share little bits of things that I've either written about or I feel, you know, at the moment that it would be valuable to mm-hmm. somebody yeah. uh, reading or listening. So that's probably the best source. Great. I really appreciate you spending time with us today. I love the topic and it was really eye-opening. So thanks so much for that. Absolutely. This was fantastic. Thank you for having me. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Jessica. Aren't you intrigued by having other options available besides the traditional going to public schools route? Whatever you decide to do, I hope this podcast episode gave you some inspiration on what else is out there and other potentials you can consider that might suit you better. Now, if you like part two of my interview with Jessica Mead, please make sure to look for part one of our discussion in episode 84. Once again, thank you so much for spending time with us today, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Have an amazing week. Mm-hmm.